this is Gigi Wood with Green Industry Pros. Today we're talking with Eric Libby, Landscape Product Marketing Manager with Vectorworks. And today we're discussing new software implementations and developments with Vectorworks and what they can offer to the landscape architecture community. So Vectorworks Landmark is a 2D, 3D design platform. The Landmark module is actually specific to the landscape industry. So we have three products, one's for architects, one's for entertainment lighting designers, or event planners who do events like this. Um, but the Landmark is completely all about landscape design. So we have users like landscape architects, landscape designers, design build professionals. Um, to be able to use that software, one of the advantages we have over some of the other competitive software is that we design in 2D and 3D at the same time. So in talking to designers who might use a general CAD application for the design work and then they'll go into another application for 3D modeling uh, and then yet another application to make it look pretty, um, they now have at least three, potentially four or five other solutions to try to get them from drawing to presentation process. And Vectorworks is happening all at the same time. The, the software is referred to as BIM software, so we, we refer to that as building information modeling, and that's building as a process, not necessarily as a as a um, building object. But that process of being able to use objects that are smart, so plan objects that know what they are and how far apart they're spaced. Um, they know what their tolerances are, all that data is built into the object. The designer can pick those objects and place them as they desire around the plan, but easily switch them out if they decide that the plant they've chosen is, is maybe not the right one. They want to pick something that's even better. That's pinned onto a database with a lot of information about each of those plants and their performances, so it's kind of hand-in-hand -hand for them. We have other objects like landscape areas, hardscapes, retaining wall objects, things like that, that are really, again, built for the landscape industry. So as you're designing in 2D, pop it to 3D and see what the, the project's looking like. Um, all of those objects can report back their data to a built-in worksheet. So the built-in worksheet is kind of like a, a spreadsheet built into the software that's reporting from those objects. So you need to know square footage of mulch bed. You need to know square footage or perimeter on your hardscapes. Um, you might even need to know how much that hardscape is going to weigh because if you're designing over a structure, you need to make sure that that structure is durable enough to hold it all. So all of that data can be reported back into those worksheets and help them understand if they're meeting the goals. Um, primarily to this audience, pricing is too. So you can put pricing on those objects and then have them report to the worksheets and do budgeting. So if the client says our project's going to be 60000 and they've already figured out that before they even met with the client that they've maxed the budget, they could actually change the design and kind of do whatever they need to do to uh, get them closer to the budget. So when they present to the client, there's no surprises. Is there anything new this year that you're we presenting do. to exhibit, you know, we the do. attendees? Um, this is access to GIS. So all you have to do is put in an address or a latitude and longitude and find aerial mapping or street mapping for a project. And a lot of times the designers are starting to find this access to that imagery to help show their customers what their project looks like in amongst the context of the community uh, or how far their neighbor's views are into their property and outside of the property. They have the ability to do that with GIS. And now within uh, 2020, our most recent version, 
you could uh, click on that address and very quickly see that imagery immediately instead of searching all day for the correct mapping and scaling it and all that kind of stuff. So it saves them an immense amount of time doing that. Another feature is uh, hardscape alignment. So you'll see here where they're doc, uh, kind of drawing out the, the idea of what this hardscape would look like. And you can click on the button to tell it to align to other things. So as they're designing in 3D, they can say, well, I need this hardscape, but I need it to align to this surface. I need it to align to this surface. And this surface over here it used to be, we could just tell it to slope. But that slope was one slope, and it didn't necessarily conform to working conditions. Mm -hmm. Now it can. So that's probably one of the key points for this industry is hardscapes uh, are now as functional as they can be. There is data driven as can be so that they can give uh, as much information back to the analysis part of the project, but also the visualization aspect of the project too. Um, we also uh, released an improved walkthrough animation. So speaking to that idea of how designers might present their projects to the customers, they can now give them more than uh, one ability to kind of walk through the project. They can either create a movie so that that, uh, that client could observe the movie and kind of see all of the different conditions on a prescribed path, but they could also um, send them a link to do the viewing on their own. So if they can't, if it's not convenient for everybody to get together, they can say, well, here's a link to your project. You can go through this on your own. It's like you're in the driver's seat. You can, uh, you can uh, identify uh, where your starting point is, you know, and maybe even have points where they can leapfrog over to another place and start looking around and kind of seeing what that looks like. So there's several different ways of being able to give the client that uh, customized control over doing how their project is turning out. So those things have been enhanced this year. So we always had the ability to do walkthrough animations, but you always had to kind of figure out what your saved views were and chain them together. Um, now you just create your little path and it understands where you're going, where you want to be looking as you're meandering through there. Um, but ultimately, if the customer can actually take the driver's seat and go where they want in it, it's even better. Because then the customer can say, wait a minute, I want to come back and see how this space looks and the materials that you're picking here. They, they have the ability to control that experience. It's a little bit more like um, virtual reality. So if you've heard any more about people putting on the goggles or you know using a tablet device to kind of experience the space, that's what we're talking about. What kind of feedback are you hearing from people who are using the software? How does this change their daily tasks and routines? Sure. So because of the um, the process that they had to go through before, if they were coming from hand drawing in, they were getting uh, to know what designing with lines, shapes, and text is about. But in Vectorworks, they're not just learning about how designing how to design with line shapes and text. They're learning how to design with smart objects. So they're relieving half that step of trying to figure out how they document that process. Um, because you can draw as much as you want with lines and shapes and hatches and all that kind of stuff, but you still have to label it up so no, someone knows what you're talking about. Well, once you start using these smart objects, they're doing that labeling for you. They're telling you what the spacing is. They're telling you what your area and linear takeoffs are. So it's saving them half that time. They don't have to spend as much time doing all that legwork and documenting their project. That was going to be another question I have for you is, um, so you, you've mentioned the database work and 
that type of thing. How much data entry are the users putting in for all these objects and changes? And how is that, is that different from the past? Because I'm imagining that, you know, long Excel spreadsheets and yeah. that sort of thing. So the, the interesting thing about working with smart objects that are both 2D and 3D represented is that some of them come pre-configured for you, but not everything. So you do have to spend some time getting some of your library content set up just how you want them. So there's a little bit of front-end time to get that set up. Once you've got that set up, then all of the sequential projects after that become easier and quicker. Um, but it does take a little bit of setup, and they can always take the pattern of the things that we have pre-configured as an example to figure out how they do the next one. We could also set up for training. You know, we can guide them in a half hour, an hour training on some of those processes, uh, and they can be off off and running. We also have online tutorials that are video based so they can get on it anytime they want, watch these videos and figure out how to do some of these processes and then call us up with any questions that didn't get resolved by those videos. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it does take a little time to get set up, but once you're set up, it's it's ready to go. Now, most of the people on the northern end of the country say we'll do that during the winter time when business is slow. Southern end, they're like, we don't have winter. We just have to find time to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I've seen some programs where when you're trying to change the object, that becomes a complex task and can kind of trip people up. But can you talk a little bit about how difficult that process is when you're sitting with your client and they want something changed and you're going to do it on the fly during the presentation? How complex or difficult is that? So there's going to be an option where we'll tell designers that you can foresee the idea of giving the client alternatives. And we have processes with what we call design layers, allow you to have some visibilities turned on while others are turned off. And so you can decide to switch a safe view that says this safe view is alternate A, this this safe view is alternate B. And it automatically, like, you tell it, I want design layer XYZ on, but this ABC off. And then for alternate B, I want the reverse. I want this one on and this one off. And so you can set up safe views to show those alternatives ahead of time. But at the same time, if you're sitting in the software with the customer and you right-click on something and say, oh, you don't like roses, we'll switch it out for azaleas. Uh, right-click on that object, say, replace plant, and it'll replace it with them. Um, and then you can see, well, here's what it looks like with azaleas instead of roses. Um, or maybe we decide to do um, shade trees instead of pergola. That's one of those things where you know, you might want to have a few plants ready to just kind of plug and play if by chance that wasn't part of the alternative. Uh, but if it was part of the alternative, you can have those set up ahead of time and just switch out to save you. And even our viewports, so if someone's setting up a sheet and they're showing them the sheet, um, one viewport can be looking at that with those design layers on and off, and the other one can have the other, the alternative design layers on and off, and they can see side by side what that space looks like differently based on those alternatives. So if they know ahead of time that the client wants options, we'd always recommend to get those set up with those pre-saved pre views. Excellent. Anything else you want potential customers or users to know? Um, 
The, the biggest idea is that, you know, we understand that working in a 2D, 3D workflow is new for some people. Um, it isn't something that we feel people should feel compelled to have to get to know one aspect before they get to know the other. Because we feel like if you're getting to know the right process at the start, you're already going to get to know both the 2D and 3D workflows at the same time. Now, that doesn't mean that someone who decides, no, I'm not going down the 3D path, I just need to do 2D only. They can absolutely go into the software and do 2D only and never look at 3D again. Um, but the best benefit for them is like when you're ready to look at 3D or when the client says, I really want to see it in 3D, you have the tools already there doing it. Um, we also have irrigation tool sets available. I don't know how much of the market for your readership is on the irrigation side, but sure. we have a full set of uh, irrigation design tool sets too. Now, they're not 2D, 3D, they're all 2D, uh, but they're based uh, equipment functions. And we've got four or five different equipment uh, manufacturers who provided this content for those tools. So they can pick from their favorite irrigation supplier, go through the catalog and specify the equipment. Um, the pipes and the valves and all that stuff are calculating the flow, calculating pressure. It's doing a lot of the work that they typically would have done by hand or in their head, you know. Um, but it also does some analysis for them too. So if you want to see if you're overwatering or underwatering, you have some graphic controls to show that. Um, but we also do hydrozoning, so if you need to study ahead of time what your water budget can support, they have tools built into the software to help them do water efficiency. Great.